Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. That's right. It's Fantasy Focus Baseball. Beautiful Thursday morning, August 1st, 2019. Wow, it's August. It just sounds <laughs> different, right? Yes. Got to change that calendar. What, what picture is on your it's August a, calendar? It's a big month, actually. Fantasy, not fan, fantasy baseball, of course, but fantasy mm-hmm. football. This is when most of the drafts are, are going to be held. It's like I was thinking of fantasy football the other day and talking to people. I'm like, it's only July. Can we wait till August? And now it's August <laughs> and everything can, changes. August fantasy football draft. You've got to have it like 10 minutes before the first kickoff. You need to have all the news. It's like baseball. Come on. And, of course, we've got you covered with all the fantasy football stuff you could possibly need, uh, whether it's editorial, whether it's the podcast, which starts going daily next week. Check out our app as well. Do your drafts. Anyway, he's Tristan. I am Eric, and we're joined one last time by researcher and producer extraordinaire Kyle Sop. I guess he's not that extraordinaire. He's going to football. They want him. They get him. Uh, don't say a word, Kyle. Editorial watchdog Tom Carpenter is here. I don't think for the last time, but I don't really know what anyone does. Uh, anyway, on today's show, so many trades to discuss. We could spend hours doing it, but I think Kyle only contractually has like 45 minutes. Plus more injuries, carousel in the closers, weekend pitchers, myriad hash browns. Tristan, I know you want to talk, but let's just get to the buzz. Yep. Alright, in order to get everything in, along with the ads, hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than a hundred of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there! With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Zach Granke to Houston. I don't think this changes him a whole lot statistically. We are viewing him as a borderline top 10 starter, but maybe you differ. I think he's a pretty good bet for the top 10. As a matter of fact, I think that this is likely to improve his prospects quite a bit. Uh, keep in mind that Minute Maid Park has been a, a pretty pitching-leaning ballpark for quite a long time now. If you take the five-year data for park factors and just go with runs scored, it was the 26th venue for runs scored. That means an extreme pitcher's park. And nothing that um, Arizona got back will help them this year, so don't worry about it in fantasy. I think that's Seth Beer. That's great. Yeah, but, like, they're not going to promote him to the majors this year. Christian Walker's doing fine. I just like the opportunity to say Seth Beer. It's a lot of very interesting prospects, and for the Dynasty Leagues, it's some intriguing names down the road. Oh, and speaking of beer, I tweeted—I didn't tweet this because—but— (laughs) <laughs> I took a picture of you at a baseball game this week. Yeah, uh, I, you know I'm sure you use the uh, the proper app or whatever to uh, to get the tickets and uh, from SeatGeek. And he was Kyle. He was wearing a turkey leg T-shirt, which, by the way, is way yeah. too tight. Okay, you really shouldn't. Hey, go out oh, <laughs> ouch! Mean, but like, you know, oh, oh, oh. a little revealing. Did and you win this shirt? <laughs> He's throwing barbs. <laughs> 
<laughs> was this Wait. shirt won from like a turkey leg eating contest? I think he lost. I think for, lost. For the, he lost. We all lost. For the record here, the shirt is not too small. It's that I'm just too big. Well, whatever. You know, tomato, tomato. Anyway, um, there's a picture. I'll tweet it out later of him devouring a turkey leg, which was really big. Like, that's the biggest turkey leg I've seen you get into. That was really good. I'm impressed. And I'll tell you, that is that is the king of turkey From, legs. From uh, Citizens baseball. Bank Park in yeah. Philadelphia at the uh, Bulls Barbecue. And, man, I mean, like, I was done with my, like, little you know pulled pork sandwich and then you still had 15 minutes left of your turkey leg we missed like a whole inning anyway zach granke's on houston good for them um jose or uh did not pitch all that well yesterday i'm sure i'm saying his name wrong but i'm not doing it purposely i think between him and aaron sanchez what's gonna happen there do you is there anything here in a deep fantasy league or ale only Yes, because the Astros, as I wrote the other day, do have a very good August schedule. So it's an opportunity for whichever of these two is in the rotation. Now, I do think it's going to be Aaron Sanchez. I feel like, and and Sanchez has been a terrible pitcher, one of the worst in all of the game for the entirety of this year up till now. I think Houston might have seen something in him. They have (laughs) brought in a lot of reclamation projects, Wade Miley being the most uh, recent example. He's having a very good year. I don't think many people at all expected anything from him. Why can't they fix Sanchez? They could have seen something in the scouting that they can tweak, fix, and he can give you some good production going down the road. I love him as an AL only ad. A stash. What about Zach Gowan leaving Miami for Houston, for uh, Arizona? I assume he's in the rotation now. So is Mike Leake, but we don't want Mike Leake. Zach Gowan, what do you, what do you make of him? Uh, the ceiling isn't high, but the floor is, and I like that. The The main problem with this is that he was calling home one of the best pitchers' venues, and that, I think, eases any of the sting of adapting to Major League play. Also, with the Marlins in their competitive state, I, I think the pressure was very low. Take him out of that park, which, by the way, was the best for pitchers, best in all of baseball for pitchers. Put him into Arizona, even with the humidor, it's still raining as one of the more hitting-friendly environments. So I think he's really just a streamer. Zach Greinke or Trevor Bauer the rest of the season? Uh, Greinke. But it's close, isn't it? It, it is. Um, and why? Like, because I'm not so. I mean, I I would say Greinke now, mm-hmm. and going to that team, that mm-hmm. park. But Trevor Bauer's had a, a good, not not as good a season as last year, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as you note here, uh, we're not facing the AL Central this season. Two fifty five ERA, one point oh eight WHIP. He he says he's dealt with injuries. Maybe he's healthy now. Maybe he's not. But I mean, he's going to give up some home runs in Cincinnati, but he's also facing some, you know, Pittsburgh's offense and the whole division. Who's got a great offense? The concern I have with Bauer is that if you look at his splits, he's played to the competition. He tends to bring his best when he's facing the tough teams, the winning teams, the competitive teams. So you can't look at this as a straight matchups type. There's nothing to glean from that at all. He actually had some of his worst numbers against Detroit, Kansas City, and yeah. the White Sox. So that concerns me a little bit. That when then when you throw him into the National League, now you know that that that, that there's there's no benefit by facing these weaker teams. He's probably going to play up to the Cubs and the Cardinals and the like. Um, the league switch. So, Eric, I want to talk to you about the league switch a little bit because I think it impacts these two. I was very surprised to learn that the two leagues are performing relatively close in all categories offensively this year, including the pitchers in the National League. And not only that, there have been more strikeouts in the American League this year if you take the pitchers and the DHs out of that and you kind of balance the rest of the lineups. So to me, I actually think Greinke might have gotten at least a bump compared to Bauer. I don't know that Bauer's going to gain a lot by going to the National League. It's not significant enough that I'd put him ahead of Greinke. I agree. I agree with that. And pitchers aren't even going that deep in National League games. So, like, pinch hitters are coming up instead of them for the third time they come up. So it's, it's the difference in the leagues has is, is never been this small since the DH, right? 
I'd, I'd have to check every year to make sure I'm not missing one, but it is unusually close. I was very surprised to see it, and as a matter of fact, the National League has been the the pretty noticeably superior league when you extract the pitchers in the DH, which... That's a surprise. It was more noticeable the difference taking those out than if you kept them in uh, in terms of what the AL had ahead of the NL. All right, let's look at uh, some of the hitters now. Yasiel Puig and Framel Reyes go to Cleveland in the Bauer trade. Uh, Puig steals bases. That's the difference between him and Framel. Um and also, maybe temperament's a little different. But Framil was on his way to 40 home runs, as I predicted back in March. It's <laughs> amazing. You're loving that one. Um, Go and pat yourself on the back a little he more. He hasn't gotten there yet, so I can't <laughs> pat myself yet. But I'll ask you, Puig versus Framil, who would you rather have the rest of the season? I think it's worth asking. Yeah, I think it's worth asking. I, I, I feel obligated here to pick Puig because, as you mentioned, the stolen bases. What I wonder, though, is... That he did get green lights a little bit more than normal in Cincinnati. Is that going to happen under Terry, Terry Francona? I wonder whether he'll see a few more red lights than usual, and that brings them a little closer together. Yeah, I would say that's that's interesting as well. And I figure they're going to bat like four, five, six somewhere around there where Jose Ramirez is, maybe one before him, maybe one protecting him, something like that. Um, the teams they left behind... What do we say in fantasy? Because often it's not about the player's trade. It's about who's left behind. Will Myers is a winner in the San Diego outfield. I doubt Taylor Trammell p- plays this season in the majors. Trammell, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Trammell. But Will Myers is doing nothing. I mean, he's a 2020 guy, I guess. But Are you in on Trammell for the dynasty leagues that I think it's important to ask? Because Man, I don't ba- know. Bad year for power. Bad year. I mean, I know he's got the plate discipline and he can steal bases and he can play center field. So things that we don't care about as much in fantasy maybe. But if he's going to be Manuel Margot, like I, he's probably better than that. I mean, is, is he going to hit 10 home runs is my question. What if he's Ramon Laureano oh, except with a, with, yeah. with a ceiling a little bit higher? Oh, then <laughs> top 20 outfielder. Right. I, I think that there is a path that this could be what he is. And I feel like the Padres made a statement here that they are all in on Taylor Trammell. So that's yes. that's of interest to me. They clearly are because they traded it all and they got just one player back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cincinnati's outfield. I think Josh Van Meter is now a regular player. And you might say, who cares? But because second base is open, right field is open. I think Josh Van Meter is kind of interesting. I, I Phil Bourbon should play a lot more too. But I'm watching Van Meter. I wish I had spent a buck on him in NL labor. Which I, I'm, I'm watching you know. Irvin. I like where you're going in this direction. They'll probably mix and match a bit. I'm a, I'm an Irvin guy. All right. So between Puig, Franmil, and Nicholas Castellanos, rank them. So you already said Puig over Reyes. Does Castellanos go over either or neither? I don't. Know, <sighs> I, I think I rank them third here. Yeah. I... <sighs> How deep am I going to push Castellanos down? He was uh, 29 in my most recent update, and I feel like if I threw 38 as the number, that's about right, and that's probably behind both of them. There would, there would have to be a presumption here that because he's on a contending team now, he'll be motivated to hit better. I mean, we're assuming that the reason he wasn't having a great year for four months is because he was slogged down by the mess around him in Detroit. But is that the case? What if he's just not as good as we thought? Mm-hmm. Never really had that monster season, and now with Chicago, isn't he going to bat like sixth? Or at best, or fifth? yeah, the the role is really the question. I, I mean, figure where Castellanos fits into this team. They like to mix and match. That's a Joe Madden thing. That's a Cubs thing. They like to rely on defense. Defense. They it's were the number one defense defender. in the game the year they won. So, right, and now he's you get he can't play third base, and he really can't play right field. So I guess he's improved in right field. But are mm-hmm. they going to just play him every day? Anyway, the point is, like, if you're saying to me, like. Castellanos versus Fram on the rest of the year. I guess they're both rostered in every league, but man, I, I don't think Castellanos is a guy I really want to like, I guess, and, and only a bit on whoever, whoever coming, comes over. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think people are going to overbid. I think that's yes, one of the ones that, that we're in danger of overbidding. Uh, and I, you know I like Castellanos as a player. I see those metrics, and I want to make it the case that he's number one of these three outfielders. I think it's a trap. I don't think yeah. it's the best fit for him. And... You know, the metrics have been very good. I've got to point out, there's another guy who had great metrics a couple of years ago. People talked it up, Randall Gritchick. It, it hasn't happened yet. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. And that could be the case here. You're going to laugh at me, but Castellanos versus Adam Duvall rest of the season. Castellanos. But I, I see your point I here. And I, I took a flyer on Duvall after we discussed him. You, right, and I, I've got him everywhere. And I'm telling you, I, I yes, you have to say the word Castellanos here, but I'm not so sure, you know, <laughs> No, I, it's a fair point. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't, I'd have a hard time fighting you on this. Alright, there you go. That's the hitters. Uh, we'll get to the closer and the closer stuff a little bit later. Uh, but first, summer comes with a number of awesome perks, vacations, beach days, barbecues. But the one perk that outshines them all, Tristan, is summer themed undies, courtesy of, you guessed it, me undies. Me Undies is the only brand that lets you eat pineapple while wearing pineapple undies, which I did last week. Or what? <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> I like it. I would have too. Well, I saw it in the ad and I was like, I'll try that. And it was, it was awesome. Or watch the sky light up on the 4th of July knowing your undies are doing the same. Let's talk comfort. Me Undies scientists spend countless hours in their underwear labs testing out the softest fabrics in all the land. The result? Micromodal fabric, which is a full three times softer than boring old cotton. Not two times, not four times, three times softer. Your move, cotton. Not only that, but you can match your bottom half with your better half in matching prints and colors. Look out for new summer-themed prints dropping every Tuesday. MeUndies also makes the softest lounge pants and onesies you've ever felt. And that's true, because I've felt them. Finally, you can now match with your pup with their new buddy bands, available in the same prints and colors as their undies. This is important stuff, people. And MeUndies has a great offer for all of our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, when you purchase any MeUndies product, you get 15% off and free shipping. It's a big fat, duh. Get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash FFB. That's MeUndies.com slash FFB. And now we carousel. The Closer Carousel. We carousel with Carabelle and Cockcroft. Um, Shane Green's a brave. Um, when I wrote it up in our big file here that you, you can find at ESPN Fantasy, I'm sure it's there somewhere. Um, I would, I would like, okay, Shane Green, great. He's clear closer. Luke Jackson lost the job, but Shane Green's not as good as his ERA. Okay. It could triple in the final two months. I mean, like, can you, like, is Juan Soto scared of Shane Green? No. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> and and the most amazing stat here, and thanks to Tom, the intern, for tweeting this out. The Tigers, I I noticed, the Tigers finished July with nary a save. Nary! Yeah. A fourth time since, like, I don't know, 1980 since that that's like happened. forever? <laughs> yeah, I mean, check out Tom, the intern, on Twitter to see exactly what, what the result was. But, like, only four teams. The Tigers in 2002 were the last team to have an entire month without a save. And it's not like they blew saves. They They only won, like, four games the entire month. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not Shane Green's fault, and he's going to get tons of save chances with the Braves. They're really good, second-best team in the National League. But, man, I mean, you got to get him if you're an NL only, but I am scared. Like, Shane Green versus Hector Neris, which you might think, that's a joke, Eric. Neris is terrible, and, and Shane Green has a one-point-something ERA. Who would you take? Yeah, that's like, a, you see my that's point? Comp. Yeah. Um, I... you, you have to say Green, but you don't want to. I, I'd have to... <laughs> 
Yeah, and the next thing I think of is who is setting them up and who's going to deliver them the ball in a save chance. I like I Sean Newcomb. I do too. I yeah, I, th- I think it's but the Phillies have nothing. I think Parker. it's Green, but yeah, to your point. Yeah. I agree. And by the way, Hector Neris will not be getting saves for the next three days because he's serving a suspension. And God only knows who will get the safe chance if they have one. <laughs> Adam Morgan comes in yesterday <laughs> and is like, here, hit this one over the fence, Pablo. And he did. And I, I don't – I honestly, I don't know who's going to get the save. Who could possibly – Blake Parker might literally in his first appearance with the team oh, get the safe chance. Yeah, Nick Pavetta also wasn't too hot in that Pavetta, other game. <laughs> Pavetta, did he game, get two homers or yeah, one up the I mean, We yeah. were watching the game there, and he, he two homers for the first three batters as pinch hitters. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, the Phillies have a clear bullpen problem, and it did not get solved no. by picking up guys lot, off the scrap heap. Speaking of which, since we buried the lead on that one, with lots of sp- suspensions coming down. <laughs> Puig too. Puig will get a couple games, yeah. which doesn't seem fair because oh, they trip. But how is he still in the game? Like if you're Cleveland, don't you, aren't you calling Cincinnati? Get him out! Get him out of the game! That was really a wild 45 minutes or so, just following the mechanics of that trade, and then that that brawl. That's, that's one of the craziest crazy. brawls I've seen in two decades. I mean, Amir Garrett, I, he's not on any fantasy teams, but man, that's oh. got to be a long time and. Anyway, other yeah. pitchers here. Lots of, uh, I don't want to say lots of, but save, cha- save situations did change, even yes. though there weren't that many trades. So let's get into that ever so briefly. Are you, j- well, I'll say I am, and you tell me if you are too. Mm-hmm. I am now avoiding the potential situations in Detroit. I think it's Joe Jimenez, but I don't want Joe Jimenez. Hasn't pitched that effectively. As a matter of fact, the guy behind him. Buck I'll Farmer. Say, I'll say his name properly, Buck Farmer. If you say that three times, tw- yeah, three no, times well done. Let's okay. Well, ends and we don't an have editorial watchdog we've got here. We're going to say his name once and one time only. He's proud that I said it properly. <laughs> Tom, do your job. Very Tell careful. us not to say. Be very careful. <laughs> Farmer. I can say it. Farmer. Don't say the first name. You don't say first yes. names for too many players. So we're just going. Mr. Farmer. Yes. So Jimenez is the guy, but I'm going to view him as the way I do, like. The way I was viewing, like, Rowan is Elias in Seattle. I, yeah, you'll get a yes, couple saves, but I don't want good, him. That's a good value, uh, putting, uh, labeling the price point, yeah. Uh, now a Seattle Michael with Anthony Bass or Sam Tuivalala? I don't know. I mean. Tuivalala, they could also go with, uh, Austin Adams when he gets healthy. Just they avoid go Seattle. With Festa. There, there's interesting guys, but it's all speculative and it's down the road. I am avoiding Seattle and Miami. I guess Detroit, at least we know who it is, but man, that's ugly. Miami. There is. What are your thoughts? Do you thoughts think it's Jarlin Garcia? Do you think it's Tehran Guerrero, who doesn't know where the ball is going when he throws it hard? I don't right. know. He's a hard thrower, so that's a possibility down the road. He's I, a hardly I, he knows where it's going thrower. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually think there is a path for Ryan Stanek to step up as the closer. I'm I'm not going to put a big investment yeah, there. You know what? That's possible. a good point. He just got traded there. That that's I hadn't thought of that. How's Wade Davis still closing? Now he hasn't blown a save in like six weeks, but. I mean, his ERA at home games is 11.29. Mm-hmm. And for the season, it's 6.82. The mm-hmm. Dodgers were like, please, come in the game yesterday. Please. And they hit like two homers off him. That I I'm, I might even dump Wade Davis in a standard his league. His ERA is greater than the number of minutes it took me to eat that turkey leg. That's a problem. Oh, it's like triple. Well, you could say that for most relievers most, in baseball. Yeah. yeah. Come on. That's crazy. <laughs> So um, you're saying I eat them quickly? Is his whip bigger than his the whip time? is bigger than Oberg's ERA? <laughs> um, yeah. More saves rest of the year. Taylor Rogers or Archie Bradley? Ooh, great question. Uh, I'm Rogers. here for you. A nary a save on Monday night. When's the last time that happened with seven or more games? Come on, yeah. Tommy Intern, tweet it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening until like he listens later or uh. tomorrow. But 
Uh, <laughs> I thought Quick, I get him on the phone. <laughs> Come on, Tom. What's wrong with you? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, today might be the day, Tom, that you actually have to do something. Okay. Buck Farmer. Uh, I, I, I can I'll, say it with confidence. I can read yeah. ads. I can say the name another. of their setup man. I'll throw you another no for me, and this assumes the health of the guy ahead of him, Ken Giles, who didn't get traded. Toronto, out. If he's And when he's injured, I'm out. Yeah, I'm going to include them with Seattle and Miami. Uh, the schedule says that uh, on ESPN Plus today, Thursday, Tampa is recalling Brennan, Brennan McKay yep. to face Andrew Kashner. Now, you might think, why do I care? Well, McKay is one of the top pitching prospects. And Andrew Kashner, like, I don't trust him. But maybe you do. So your thoughts on these two pitchers the rest of the year? Because we can't just avoid everybody. And McKay should be good, but not today at Fenway. And Kashner, with that offense behind him, I mean, he could Porcello his way into 12 wins. I don't know. Uh, I am. That's a verb now. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Uh, but I don't like Andrew Kashner. I'm out. Um, the, the pitch to contact nature he has, which we mentioned at the time of the trade, is an issue. And the regression has shown in the three starts as a Red Sox. He barely qualified for the quality start in his most recent outing. The other two fell short. Who are you rostering between Danny Salazar and Brendan McKay? Neither today. M- McKay. Mc- okay. Yeah, but. I, I don't know that Sal- Salazar has the durability here to work up to a meaningful yeah, uh, pitch count. Yeah, workload down the road. I, mean, I would th- agree with that. It's, it's possible he helps you big time in September, but it's a real wide range. Friday night on ESPN Plus, the Padres and the Dodgers late at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Eric Lauer, who you really don't want in your fantasy league. And Dustin May making his major league debut. And this guy's fun. Look at his hair. Um, and he's good, too. Yep. So I, I, you can say Dustin May versus Chris Paddock the rest of the year, and I might take May, having not seen him, because I trust the Dodgers, I trust their home ballpark, and he's not going to be on an innings limit like Paddock is. How yeah, about th- that? These are good points, and if they could lock him into an equal number of starts, I'm on board with you. I'm not sure what their long-term plan is for this year. This could be like last year where they snuck in a couple of the prospects for a spot starter three, and that's all you get. That said, these are rookies, people. I like him, though. The Very good prospect. Very good prospect, but rookies, they break hearts, and they're inconsistent, especially when, when they're pitchers. Just be careful here. Like if I said to you, Chris Archer or Dustin May, if you want to drop Archer to pick him up, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but using him every time he pitches, that's another thing, you know? So let's see what he does on Friday night. Who knows? He might not. You're right. He might not even get another start. All right. I want to ask you this. John Gray at home, John Snow, on Saturday against San Francisco, he shuts out the Dodgers earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Didn't go to distance, but he pitched great. Um, I feel like that's a trap. That's an o- obvious trap against a bad San Francisco offense. Do you, do you trust John Gray at home? Well, I must. He's got like 8,000 more, doesn't he? He actually leads every pitcher. <laughs> no, he's, he's third. I can't you know, believe that. You know who the pitching leaders are in, in B-War? Like yeah. our, our producer, who's leaving now anyway, and probably because of this prediction, is going to hate this. But Mike Miner leads all pitchers in B-War at six. Oh, yeah. He's pitching real well since we had this discussion, too. Another <laughs> five earned last night. I'm just saying, it's a fact. He leads the major It's a yeah. fact. Porcello he, has he a Cy Young on his mantle, too. <laughs> just saying. You can't Wait, dispute what? this fact. Who, what did he say? Oh, yeah. That's that's true, too. Um <laughs> You, it's, it's how quick we forget. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's good, but he leads everybody in war, okay? He leads Scherzer, he leads Verlander, he leads Garrett Cole in war. Um, are you using John Gray on Saturday? You, you're you're going to say yes. I, I, I see your point here. I... <laughs> 
You can't trust them. Yeah, it's cores, and the Giants have shown some punch lately. They've also shown a couple of days, I'd say, in the past 10 or so, where they don't show up. So I lean towards the end here. I don't feel great about it, but I feel, I feel like it. And by the way, Purcell should not have won that Cy Young. i got to be clear. That's no, you're the, right. You're that's right. the Kate Upton year. It is. And, and now we're going back to Detroit's setup, man. Anyway, next. It's Buck Farmer, Tristan. I don't know why you have a problem with this. Why does anybody have <laughs> a problem with Kate Upton had the best tweet ever. I, I can say this properly every time Terrible. you want me to. I can put it in an ad if you'd like me to. Yeah. I, I want you to sprinkle it in the later one. I, I go buy tickets on SeatGeek to watch Buck Farmer. Oh, Please all right, all do right. it. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. Check out A-Rod and J-Lo and the whole gang. David Price versus J-Hap. That should be fun. Final score, 12-10. Yes or no? Oh, God. <laughs> well, David Price is pitching terribly. And people are just <sighs> he you know, really keep is. using him. He's, he's almost single-handedly ruining my points league. Uh, my points league team. Um, the, and, and this is the thing. The Yankees-Red Sox games are, <laughs> you're right. They're, they're scoring they're crazy. Like crazy. They're crazy. The they're scoring. And it's not, it has nothing to do with London. It's like they brought that stadium back with them. I, I'm out. I'm both. I'm out. Out. Well, you're at least right. Price, Price won't have to face Luke Voigt. Let me ask you ever, ever so quickly because I glossed over this on my note. Um, and I wrote about this today in the blog that I'm sure Tom's working up right now. Um, injured players. Final yeah. two months. It's August now. How long do you wait? Do you keep Joey Gallo? Do you keep Blake Snell? Do you keep Luke Voigt? What are you doing here as a guy who wins all his leagues? I... Don't deny it, Tristan. We, I've seen we the, discussed I've seen the where I'm at in the standings this year. I'm in striking distance, but Just not... focus here, Buck. Come Farmer, on! Answer the All questions. Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I tend to get more pessimistic as the year goes on. And you know I challenge you a lot about this idea that teams that aren't competitive are going to shut down their injured players. It is relevant. I don't think that it's a cut-and-dry thing where every team goes in that direction, but I think it's increasingly likely that happens. So if you got to cut them, you need the spot, do it. When I hear the Rangers say, we hope Gallo plays in September, I'm like, I'm moving on. Snell, they're obviously a contender. I think he comes back in mid-September. Well, they need him. That's a different story than Gallo. That's a different story. Luke Voigt, they just need him in October. Right? It voids out until mid to late September. Right. Where, where you and I differ on this one, I think, is that I do believe teams find value in getting an injured player back on the field if he is ready to do so, just to get some reps before the year ends. Oakland needs Ramon Laureano, and so do my fantasy teams. I think he's back late August. I would try to keep him rostered. If it's Laureano or Gallo, I'm keeping Laureano. I mean, I, I, I don't think either makes the cut here. And you I'm think Laureano you'd cut, huh? I, I, yeah, I think he's, I wow. think you're gonna have, you're gonna need that spot for something better. I do think Max Scherzer pitches in two weeks. Um, and if it's, if, and that might be the guy you have, in which case, Loriano bye. I hate Loriano's really good, man. He's like the number 20 hitter for the season on the play writer. For the you season. Think that keeps up? Well, why wouldn't it not? I mean, like, I assume when he comes back, Oakland's not doing it unless he's ready, ready to go. You're thinking maybe he won't steal bases because he has a shin injury? I'm thinking, no, well, he's he's a I star. Just, he's doing about the best that he possibly could. He's got the injury. There's the risk with that even when the player comes back afterwards. And at this stage, if they're, if a player is going to give you less than half of the remaining schedule, that's a major knock on their value. All right, after this, Myriad Hash Browns with Kyle one last time. One more time. I can't sing that song. You can sing whatever you want, Tristan. This is your podcast. You're, you're... This is. This is your podcast. Your, your name comes first. I want to hear you sing. 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 Don't they say that like we got to celebrate? I'm not celebrating that, Kyle. You got to ask. The, you got to come in here and you got to ask us the hash brown questions. Pop in. No, I know. Interrupt he's, us. He's been stolen, stolen away by a mad group that gets whatever they want. Jeez. 
I'm not. I, uh, I'm going to be down the hall. It's not like I'm far from you guys. I can See, make things happen. In, no, he can come no. in and interrupt us. Can't do it. I'll be uh, like I popped I'll, in last year. Grover was thrown in the minor leagues. I popped in when he uh, when he had a few shutout innings. I'll be around. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that's why you popped in was for Grover. See, yeah. <laughs> Who is a monster? Uh, <coughs> all right. Uh, anybody have any questions? Many questions based on some of the conversations we've had today around Buck Farmer, but. Spencer Why is wants that so to know, hard? Buck Farmer, Tristan, say it. It's just intimidating, Eric. It's not that it's a hard name to say. It's intimidating. I've got my finger permanently on the dump button. Yeah. <laughs> great. It's <laughs> last show, man. We're all going out just in flames. Let's great. do it. <laughs> That's one way to go. <laughs> Will the football show pick me up, too? I don't know if they'll have me back if we let that go by. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> But I do write a weekly fantasy basketball column that Tom can attest to. It may not be good, but it does get posted. Who's your number one pick this year? Number one pick is uh, Maurice Cheeks. Interesting. Nice. A little bit. And Sedale Threat in round four. Oh, sleeper pick. He'll be available. Dana Barros in round ten. Even though I've never heard of these guys, I will read this column if you finish lines with things like, he writes sarcastically. He left that in, too. I love that. How did he leave that in? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Nary an edit on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, ask a question. Yeah. Spencer chimes in. He's on the Twitter machine. He wants to know which struggling star this season do you think will be of the most value come next draft season? Oh, man. Where do we go with this? No names to... Contrast against open. each other. It's open just... ended. He wants all the advice he can get from league winners like you guys. I'm just digging a giant uh, hole. I'm here. not a league winner. Tristan's a league winner. I just got outbid for Jose or Quitty. Are you kidding? I know. I know who it was. You know what? I should have told him. He wouldn't uh-huh. even have noticed. It wasn't me, was it? No, you're not even paying attention at league. But by the way, don't ever make a trade. You're in last place. Just leave it. Leave now, it all there. You want to bring up no, that trade on I this don't. show? I dare you to no, bring up that I, trade on I'm this show. I'm not going to. I'm going to bet you. Uh, we're going to put that over. up as a Twitter poll, Matt. No, no, no. It's, a, it's a bad offer. But like, you're cutting <laughs> the guy anyway. All right, everybody. Um, if you're in a points league, what? What should I ask for for Chris Sale if I'm rebuilding? Tell me what I should be looking for. You know what? I've got but a prospect of the dollar. I can't trade you Lourdes Goriel for Chris Sale. And you might think that's crazy, but I'm I think not, you should be doing that in a heartbeat. I'm <laughs> and not, I don't know that I would do it. <laughs> but you should be doing that in a heartbeat. If you're not a $2 Lourdes Goriel for well, $2, that's what I like. Well, that's who it is. I, I'm... Like, I'm in second place in this league, but I'm a thousand points back of the guy winning. The, my point about this was that Goriel is not a superstar. Oh, but he's having an amazing he breakout is not, year. He's not a franchise chip for you. I, I, you you wouldn't keep Goriel. You cannot possibly believe he's a franchise chip. I need a guy I know I'm keeping. I know I would keep him. That was my point. You wouldn't keep a $2 Lourdes Goriel. No, I, I just said I would. I'm saying that for you, the thing that makes sense here is that if he is not a franchise chip for you and he's not a piece you need absolutely right now, you've got to trade him for a player who's better even if he's a rental. You I, might need him. I don't know. I haven't looked. I, I think the guy in first place is up by a thousand points. Yeah, he's really And, and I think I think Chris Sale would only change that a little bit. So instead of yeah. losing by 1,500, I'll lose by 1,300. I mean, I want to play for second. I want to, I want to try, but, I mean, it's it looks like it's over. Right. But and it's a, I, I it's a philosophical discussion of as, as to what you should be, what what the rental versus the future building trade is, and I, I, I don't I, I don't believe I would keep the prospect you were offering me. Okay, that's fine. Um, so who's bouncing back next year? I mean, Jose Ramirez is the obvious guy, but he's already bouncing back already now. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
like I'm trying to think here if we could see the average draft average live draft, but it's not posted. All right. Um, uh, I'm picking like, up a couple for you. Um, like who? I wrote about this the other day. There's somebody that nobody. Oh, Mitch Haniger. Everybody's going to forget about Mitch Haniger next year. He's probably not coming back to Seattle this season. And, I mean, like maybe he is, but he's not. Maybe he won't play as well as he could. But the point is, like, you're going to forget, not you, but everybody's going to forget about Mitch Haniger. And I'm like, if you drafted him around seven this year, draft him around seven next year. But nobody will. That's mm-hmm. my point. Right. Um, like, give up on Votto, obviously. But right. somebody who's younger and... I'll and, throw you some names. How about Chris Davis? Um, The Oakland one, I assume. The one that matters when we bring up the name. <laughs> I don't think I will rank him in the top 100 again. Next year. But there could be some value there. Some value, but yes, I'm going to say no. Like Mitch Haniger, yes, bounces back to what we thought. Chris Davis, no. I think that's this is the beginning of a bad end. Mm-hmm. I don't think we could say it for Giancarlo Stanton because the name brand, I think, is going to drive um, But I'm not t- – I don't want to draft him in the first four rounds. He might be on my do not draft list. So – How about James a- Paxton? I just don't like him that much. Okay. That just- I, I don't want to dra- – I don't want to rank him in my top 20 starting pitchers anymore. And, and I think I will if I ever – Update my ranks. I just don't. Carlos Correa. So overrated. So overrated. Look, a good player. Round six or seven, people, not round two or three. He's not going to steal you any bases anymore. I I will throw you this question. Cordy Seager and and Carlos Correa are two of the most overrated middle infielders in fantasy. I'm sorry. Dynasty League, Javier Vasquez, or not Javier, Javier. Javier Baez and Trey Turner are my two shortstops. Uh, Carlos Correa is also on this roster. I could trade him. I had this opportunity a I week would. ago. I was going to deal him straight up for Josh Hader, to to no. who's who's not necessarily no on which side. I, I I don't think really any relief pitchers are good investments in a dynasty. If I need the relief pitcher right now and I need the strikeouts that he has, it's a oh if you can win now choice. that's different. Do you trade Correa for Hader and should Hader's team trade him for Carlos Correa to build? Yes, yes, and yes. That's a different kind of situation if you can still win. I can't win on a points league if, if I get Chris Sale. But you can win if you can win that league with Josh Hader, of course you do it. <laughs> and I, now my, my brother loves me for saying Mr. Farmer, and now he hates me for bringing up that trade, which didn't happen. I mean, I've, I've studied 10 ways to Sunday how to win NL labor with nothing to trade away. Right. And I just don't, and I'm not going to get any of the good players that came to the NL this weekend. The guy I'm fighting for for first. Gets his pick. He has the most money. I assume he'll get Castellanos because RBI one through like ten is like every night it changes, mm-hmm. and I just have nothing to get. I, you know, I'm not even gonna get the closer. I don't need the closer. I could use a starter, but I can't. And I'll get outbid. So, if you can win now, do what it takes. Right. If I could win the points league with Sale, I would give you Gurriel, but I don't think I can. Right. That's a situational thing. I I wanted to get an idea of where you were. Where you're valuing Correa for next year? I mean, does Correa make the top hundred? I think barely. I think okay. he should make the top. I think he and Corey Seager are really, really similar. I I think they both could end up with twenty and eighty and bat two ninety, but neither steals bases. They're just not as good for fantasy as we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. That's all. They're still good players, but like, I'm thinking around eight or nine. Where are you on Matt Carpenter? I'm out, man. Man, what a disaster. And he's like oh for his last 20 on his rehab assignment. I mean, like we kept think we kept talking about him because of what happened last year and we got burned. Um not in my top 100. I think there's going to be a year for Carpenter and I think we're going to have an extremely difficult time telling you when it comes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that makes him very hard to draft. I'm with you on it. I'm I'm out there like 
I would like in late May. I was kind of out on Josh Donaldson, but now I'm back in because he'll be elsewhere. Atlanta has to go with Austin Riley next year. Um, who else makes that? Where are you I, on Jesse Winker? It's just uh, I, can't you hit for power and average, dude? Like, what's yeah. up? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Ramon Laureano is in my top hundred. Where are you on Stephen Piscotty? Yeah, like round twelve, fifteen. Yeah, not, not nothing special. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough. See, the problem is there's so much information on these players, and I, I think we're going to have to see exactly how some of these injuries play out over the course of the next. I'd months. rather take Loriano in round six or Kesson Hura in round seven. I'd rather take a young guy with upside that can steal bases than some of these mm-hmm. guys that are late twenties or thirty. And we've seen them, and maybe we've seen their best. And that's the thing about some of these players. I just I don't want to. Right. You know, I feel like I'm investing in the wrong players. Um, that's trying the- to find a guy whose arrow is very clearly down. Who I need to just go in on. At the stage, I mean, I guess Hanager to me fits that. Um, I'm trying to find somebody. I, you here. know what? I, we mentioned his name before. I think Castellanos, Nicholas Castellanos, is going to be one of these. I Why? Wonder, what is what is in his profile that tells you that that all of a sudden he's going to be a 300 guy? I think this is. I think there's a very real possibility this goes so badly that nobody is in next year, and he is not in Chicago next year. Yeah, but he's, and still he's still in a around new situation. Either way, wouldn't he? Right, and that makes him a great value, because what if the true value for Nick Castellanos is a top 75 overall player, and he's going at about 200? That's fair. Marcelo Zuna will slip in drafts. Oh, yeah, that's, he that's shouldn't. a good one. There's nothing wrong with him when he's healthy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with any of us when we're healthy. And that, obviously, that makes little sense, what I just said. But you know what I mean. Like, he's a he's a top 75 player, if he can get through a season. D. Gordon? Out. Out. <laughs> Out. I have to. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say this. You like that one? Yes, I do. I'll say this about D. Gordon. Like, obviously, in a points league, you're crazy to even invest in stolen base guys, except for Mondes, who has power. But, but maybe not the power we thought. I'm just out on D. Gordon overall, even in a Roto League. I, I, I overpaid for him in a points, not a points league, in a, in a Roto League last year because I, I, I was last in steals. Now I'm like eighth in steals, but last in every other hitting category. Like, he, you can't roster a guy like him anymore in a Roto mm-hmm. League. You can't. Everybody has power. Everybody in your team has to hit for power now. You cannot, you can't roster in a roto league anybody like D. Gordon. Yeah, I, I love the going for a bunch of 12 to 15 steel guys. And if you're doing it with yes. the 2020s, I mean, you have to pay the premium, but just piecing it together, I like it. No more D. Gordon for me. Um, and it's nothing personal. By the way, baseball season is well underway. Really underway. And there's no better place to get your tickets than on SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. In fact, it got Tristan closer to the action for a great value earlier this week, and you should just see the size of that turkey leg and the size of that T-shirt. I mean, come on. Let's, let's, I want people I to judge t-shirt. Our, our themselves. Anyway, speaking of being, and there's stains all over it now too. Speaking of being there in person, Seekick asked baseball fans from all 30 teams all across the country, which stadiums have the best experience? From the food to the traffic, they ranked it all. Want to know where your team ranks? Check them out at www.seekick.com slash stadium dash guides and find out what fans said about your favorite stadium. That's www.seekick.com slash stadium dot slash guides. But whether your team ranked high or low, make sure to get out to a game this season with SeatGeek. And to help you get even more savings on tickets, listeners to this fine show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code FFB today. 
That's promo code FFB for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And if you get tickets to SeatGeek, you might see Tristan at a baseball game with a way too small T-shirt and a way too big turkey leg. I'm picturing this is the Costanza with the ice cream at the U.S. Open. Oh, my God. Great episode. I am loving the visual that was just painted by that. That How? you saw. Okay. You saw I, that? I know Seinfeld. Yeah, that oh, I've seen. man. Parents wow. were big Seinfeld fans, so it was always that. I was thinking this as I was eating that. And by the way, I just checked on the rankings. Citizens Bank Park plummeted like eight spots after that video of me eating the turkey leg came out. <laughs> Trending in the wrong direction. I don't invest. Video. I only took a couple photos. <laughs> People around me were like, "What are you doing? Why this, are you taking a photo?" You said you're guy? posting this today. <laughs> oh, I can tweet out right now, oh, man. It's God. just like oh. I, it's like I don't know if the results are going to be what we want. <laughs> Let me look at it right now. Oh my goodness! Any oh, social no. media engagement so is good engagement. Which one? Right? Well, oh, that's no. that's what they do on the football show. Maybe that's our problem. The baseball show. Yeah. The one with your where you, you have your thumbs up. Yeah. Or the one where this turkey leg is in your mouth, but you can't really see the shirt. Maybe I'll tweet both. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> this is crazy, man. This is going to be amazing. Oh. I mean, you can't even imagine, guys. Like, What's wrong with that shirt? It's such a good you shirt. You can't see from the photo, like, like the, the size of the shirt. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I know this is going to come off as, like, really mean, but that's not really what I'm that's looking at right. here. It's, it's not. It's I knew not what I was right. in for wearing that shirt. And you wore it in public. So? That's, That's the confidence, point. Eric. That's confidence at its highest level. All right. All right. What's your thing here, Kyle? All right. I'll, I'm going to put the two of you on it. Oh, jeez. And uh, I just tweeted it out. And I, I am like, proud of who I am. Come love on. that. Love what you're doing for the community here, Tristan, by being proud of who you are. And I love what you're doing, Eric, by calling them on this. <laughs> All right. It's out there. Oh, jeez. And we're doing this during a show. I mean, honestly, they're like, oh, my God. Well, people are going to listen to the show, then check your Twitter feed. We're going to blow it up. It's going viral. That's a good photo. That looked good in that shirt. That's incredible. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The the eating the the turkey leg one is classic. Yeah. Okay. I mean. uh, I mean, you're owning that. I like, am. Like when a so, lion is out in the wilderness and he sees a small animal and he shreds stalking it. his prey. <laughs> it was like him in the circuit. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't now even you matter. can get a photo credit <laughs> next time we use that photo. Tom can go. acknowledge I got a photo credit. What was I doing? I took a photo. The All Star uh, Game, right? Uh, no, it was That's before it. that. It was when they sent me to Houston Going and Dallas. Houston, yep. Joey Gallo in the batting cage. And nice. I took the photo. And I'm like, hey, Tom, like, I need a photo credit. I need to update my resume anyway, obviously. So I, I think this go. is Tristan's new ESPN profile picture. Oh, love that. Yeah. Can we do that? Which one, though? I still have the Harry Potter glasses in my picture from 12 you years do. ago. You do. I think that every time I send you an email. <laughs> right? How is that possible that my email is still at literally the, my photo from 2001? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we're just wasting time. But like, so honestly, off the why rails can't we today. waste time? Why? Like, what, what, what are we... I'm a it's not like Eric. anything big in baseball has happened over the past you know, What does it matter anymore? Okay. <laughs> Tom's producing next week. You know, I'm reading the hash browns. Like, what's the difference? Tom, you do know how to produce, right? Sure. I don't we mean produce. Could produce. Could go wrong. That's not apples and pineapples at the store. Not produce, but produce. <laughs> or on your meat. <laughs> I thought you meant produce. Yeah. Like, I can definitely produce. Uh, any more questions here, dude? <laughs> yeah, considering we've gotten to one so far. <laughs> yeah, let's but we ans- we got a lot of information in that one answer. <laughs> I mean, the question was, who do you like to bounce back? And from what I heard, we got a lot of answers who you don't like to bounce back. Uh, no, I said Mitch Hanniger. <laughs> Mitch Hanniger it is. All right, Dave <laughs> wants to know what position 
eligibility is looking like next year as far as value. What positions look good depth-wise? You, you're talking shortstops you hate. Is shortstop going to be deep in a value next year? Yes. Shortstop is deep now. Okay, then what's not so deep? Somebody pointed out second base on uh, one of the recent second shows. Second base might not be. A couple guys lost people losing it. Yeah. Moncada mm-hmm. lost it. Um, Baez, Baez right? lost yeah. it. I would say first base is always the deepest. Um, third base is just like first. Shortstop's the same. Like first, short, and third are pretty first, deep. First is the deepest? Is it not? I don't High think I I would I will go in on shortstops before first base. That's interesting. I That's I don't think news. first base is all that exciting anymore. I think it's deep on the lower tiers. Okay. Um, catchers never deep. Although I do have now eleven catchers for my top ten. Two weeks ago I had like six. Do you really feel good about eight, nine, ten? Well, I I feel like like why are you hating on Travis Darno? Like he's doing it. And he shouldn't be doing it, but he's doing it. Because they got Jesus Aguilar. Okay, but, like, he still can play catcher some of the time. And Roberto Perez, like, you're like, I don't believe. Well, he hit his 18th homer. He had two homers last night. He's not stopping, Tristan. You cannot stop Roberto Perez. Buck Farmer cannot retire Roberto Perez. I'm quite certain of it. (laughs) But the point is that for next year... Oh, no, 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 we no, can't, no, no, But no. this is this is what we're looking at. I, I don't think we can hang our hat on either of those two oh, players. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying for today, there are catch yeah. like uh, Will I'm Smith, with you on Darno for this year. The, he loses a couple of at-bats. That's a little bit yes. of a concern, but I'm with you on that. If you, if you say to me, how many catchers are my top 100 next year, I say zero. If you say, how many are my two, top 200? Four? Just the big four? That's it? I may not even rank any other catchers in my top yeah. 300 because I'll just wait until the last round. Yeah, I haven't seen enough from, for example, Jorge Alfaro and Danny Jansen. Oh, no. To, They're not even two of my top tw- 11 right now. But for next season, I mean, just in terms of the interview I mean, guys how, who could How long strong. are you going to wait on Danny Jansen, honestly? It's, like, what are, you, what are you waiting for? you got to speculate the next two months, and this position is so unbelievably bad that something can happen hit. for those two. He can't hit at this level. Do you think Darno gets any better the next two months? I can't see how Oh, that no, happens. no, no. I don't, I'm not saying he gets better the next two months. I'm just saying if he just does what he's doing now— he oh, needs to be rostered in the ESPN leagues. I, there's one guy we totally... For Francisco Mejia is the one who, over the next two months, could make a statement for himself. He, as He can, but he's not doing it. And I watch him and I think, why are we still talking about Danny Jansen and Francisco Mejia? I, they're young. Okay, they can get better. Jorge Alfaro swings at everything. Yep. This is what he is. A 12-homer, 260 guy. And the injury chain lately I'm has just, bothered me. It, it, you, can't, it's, you can't succeed when you have 12 walks and 100 strikeouts. So, but some, we have to. Somebody's getting ranked tenth next year. Yeah, but they're not going to be in my in my in my in my draft rankings. Right, but you're still going to be ranking them. We are going maybe to be talking Alfaro, about maybe maybe I'll take chances on these guys, sure, but I'm not taking chances until the last round. Right, but <laughs> so. but but if you're going to, to if we're going to project it today, you're going to take one of those guys, and it's not going to be Roberto Perez. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I don't even remember what the question was. What was the question? The positions that are deeper. Position depth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's we did enough of that. I mean, why does it matter? A relief pitcher is going to be shallow. But, like, why does that answer even matter in fantasy? Like, it doesn't affect how you draft, okay? Uh, Take who you want and take the best player available. Don't don't say, well, I can wait on this position. Don't do that anymore, people. Like, you you shouldn't be doing that anyway. But it's dramatically shifted. That's why I think it's a relevant question. I think relief pitcher, that market has changed dramatically. I think shortstop has. Remember what it used to be that first and third were, were just amazingly deep and then outfield was just basically behind them? And second and short had nothing? Yes. that I'll agree with that. And I'll tell you this, don't take a relief pitcher in the first 10 rounds. Don't make – look, 
Blake I Trinan, disagree with that. Blake Trinan was supposed to, you had, you ranked Blake Trinan 60, dude, and he is not even closing anymore, and you're gonna do it next year with Kirby Yates, and you're gonna ruin him too. Look at Kimbrell, look at Araldis. Araldis looks terrible right now. Who are you? Kenley Jansen, you're gonna bank on him next year? I want you to take Kenley Jansen in round seven, while I take, I don't know who, in round 15. I can't believe you, you're wasting six round picks on relievers still. Okay, and if I can dig up- Hater the- might be different. If I dig up the 15th round from this preseason, I'm going to bet that guy... I'll take my chances. Because I do not want to draft Craig Kimbrell in round 7 next year. And you're going to rank him that way. So in retrospect, we're going to declare it correct to go with the 15th round pick that gives you absolutely nothing over Blake Trinan where he went this preseason. Look, do you think Blake Trinan's good right now? No. But Blake Trinan, by the way, had competitive... Who was the one I was throwing the, the numbers for? I think it was Iglesias. Maybe it was Shane Green. One of those, they, they were, there were comparable numbers for the year for Blake Trinan to these two. He hasn't, he gave, he, he has had a, had a bad year. There's no question about that, but he hasn't given you zero. Oh no, but like, I feel like I could have found somebody in round 15 to do okay for me. And okay is good enough as opposed to, you're passing on Keston Cura so you can draft Craig Kimbrell. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in doing that. I just won't do that. I, I never do it. This Korean hater example I gave you, the reason I'm going to That's lose that league is because I did not address closers with premium closers. Yeah, but if you would, if you would address closers on draft day with Araldis Chapman, I still think I would be, be in very good shape. Yeah, but. He, be he's going to blow up shape. next week. I, if I had drafted Araldis Chapman, I would be in excellent shape right now. All right. If I drafted Brad Hand in the preseason, I would be in excellent shape right now. I did Bra- not do this. Brad Hand has done well. I'll give you that. But the fifteenth round this you're year, you're telling had me Jose you're going to take in it. You're going to take. Oh come on! You're going to take a relief pitcher over Carlos Correa or Ramon Laureano or Nelson Cruz. These are all guys who are going in round six or seven or eight next year, and you're going to take Kimbrell or Araldis instead of them? I, I might, depending on how the early rounds go. I think it actually is important to take those locked-in closures, and I know there is risk, and I get the whole don't-pay-for-saves thing, but if you're going to wait until the 15th round... I'll these, take three relievers later and hope two of them pan out. I'm going to give you the guys that went after f- from 15 on. Jose LeClerc, Ken Giles, Wade Davis, Jose Alvarado, Cody Allen, Will Smith, good payoff, Andrew Miller... Well, look, Does some of that. Good? Some, yeah, but uh, you and I weren't doing that. You, you and I were not taking Cody Allen or Andrew Miller. I'm I quite know, certain. But, but, but you and I at... were taking relievers that we thought could be good. Well, you and I were taking Jordan Hicks. That's just bad luck. You and I were taking, um, who is it that I wanted to mention? Alex Colomay. We knew. You and I were taking Ray Zell Iglesias in round 14. He's been okay. He hasn't been nice 13. Okay, well, what's the difference? I'm just saying. I know. I just, I think that there is a premium to pay for closures that ends up going in the top 125 for a proven guy. You could choose to go there, and I can endorse that now. I would tell you otherwise. I would have waited and been with you on Greg Holland and Colome, as you mentioned. Guys like that who had grabbed jobs at the end and cost nothing. I would not go for the middle ground at all. Ian Kennedy is going to win people more leagues than Blake Tron in this season. And he cost less than nothing. Yes, he was a free agent. Emilio Pagan is going to help people win their leagues. Maybe it, maybe Jarlin Garcia at Miami will. But there's going to be a chase for that on the waiver wire in season, so you're not guaranteed to get them, and you have to hit on these players. Right, so we, um, You're right. You're right. You have to hit. You have to get lucky, but I'd rather take my chances than, than pass on Keston Hura. I just, I, That's fair. fair. Keston Hura versus Kenley Jansen, I, there's no way I'll take the closer. Uh, we need to finish the show because we have a, an NFL <laughs> mock draft, and football wins oh, gee, everything right. at our company. So, like, let's uh, – one more question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that was a great conversation, though, and it's draft it's philosophy. Important. Yes. yes. And it's good when he and I argue. It's like when your parents fight. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to leave the house now. 
Stop throwing things. We just went and celebrated a turkey leg in a baseball game. Tristan and I are getting a divorce now. <laughs> well, yeah, after he made fun of you with the picture. Like, this is a very tenuous I relationship fun. right now. All I said was OMG. Did oh, I, I posed for it. I mean, come on. Yeah, like he asked for it. He wanted people to see that. <laughs> he did request. I complied. Okay, <laughs> it's all that's good. Fair enough. We got one more question here to help John out. He wants to know what his expectations moving forward in his dynasty league should be for Tanaka. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, He's Tanaka-ish. He shouldn't be as bad as he's been. All right? He should be a guy with a 425 ERA. And right now he's not. He, he can't get Boston out, <laughs> okay? So be careful this weekend. If he's it was a 12-run outing that ruined that ERA. Come on. Yeah, his ERA is still 425 without it, though, isn't it? Uh, I don't think it was that it not high. that high? No, okay. it was it, it really obliterated his, his ERA. I'd, I'd have to – I'm not going to run the number right now. It's not worth doing that. I'll, I'll t- I, he's not you know top I t- 40. He's not a top 40 starting pitcher. Oh, he is. He is? Yes. Tanaka. Tanaka versus yes. Stroman. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's Tanaka there. Uh, I don't know about That's, that. I, it's competitive, but I think it's Tanaka. You don't have Stroman in your top 60, you have Tanaka in your top 40, so it's not competitive. <laughs> you like Tanaka a lot. I, I think it's, it, when we're talking the dynasty angle, I think it is competitive. Oh, well, in dynasty it's different. He, Tanaka's older, but okay. But that's where he's going with this. I mean, do you lock in Tanaka as a dynasty guy? I, no. No, I look. I you know I talk to tons of Yankee fans. There is this this belief that Tanaka is the number one star in the playoffs, and there's absolutely no question about him. And I am a little shocked by that. If it's a dynasty league and a starting pitcher, if it's not a top fifteen guy, I would rather just take Dustin May and rookies and and hope they become stars. That's what I that that's my dynasty view. I'm with you on that. We're starting pitchers. I I think that's why you know see if. See if Pablo Lopez becomes a star as opposed to keeping Tanaka. Well, Lopez isn't the blue chip kind of guy that Dustin May. Is. I'm not. Yeah, but everybody, Dustin May is and Chris Paddock are rostered in every dynasty league. You m- might be able to get. Um, but who's this a is, pitcher that's you know? This is the think. opportunity you could trade Tanaka for May in a, in a dynasty league. Oh, I do that be... a second. Right, but in, that's what I'm saying. I think that that if you're not a contender, you've got this opportunity right now to trade away your rental pieces and your aging veterans and get good prospects. And then I'm on board with that. Yeah, I might do that now for this year. Oh, you know, trade me Dustin May for Chris Sale. <laughs> if I only had him, we're done for today. Thank you so much for listening to our little show. We will have two shows a week, I believe, in August to September. But I will be producing them. Thank you so much to Kyle. You're a good kid. Enjoy your work on football. And, I appreciate that. You know, I got you guys covered. I don't think you do. But yeah, that's uh anyway, thank you so much. Tom, I think he's sticking around next week because Buck Farmer is, is still a pitcher for Detroit. For Tristan, I am Eric. Have an awesome weekend. Everything is awesome. Darkness.